Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. This is Todd Zwillick with The Takeaway. I'm standing outside of the House Energy and Commerce Committee where inside the doors, Tony Hayward, CEO of BP, is testifying before the committee. And I'm standing here with Frank Mazzano. He's with the firm Bracewell Giuliani. He represents energy interests. Frank, thanks for talking to me. My pleasure, Todd. Now, we've just seen opening statements and Tony Hayward's opening statement. We haven't seen questions yet. What are your impressions of the hearing so far from your position helping to represent some energy and a lot of energy interests and drilling interests around the country? Well, clearly this is an important uh, issue. This is an important hearing, and it's important for BP to come here. But I think the the, the investigation, the multiple investigation, will drag out what went wrong here, and it's important to know that, because that's going to really affect the important things as we go forward. The more important things are how we're going to deal with what we learn and how we're going to continue to uh, access a lot of the natural resources that this nation requires that are domestic resources. Well, the bottom line here is we're not going to stop offshore drilling, right? We're not going to stop offshore drilling, and it's important for us to actually do the best we can in terms of safety and in terms of environmental performance, as well as understanding that that there there are people's lives at stake here and, frankly, that there are economic interests at stake here in the the region. Because not only do you talk directly in terms of royalties and and in terms of economic activity and work, workforce on the rigs directly. But there's an entire economy that's built around supplying those rigs with cement, with materials, with fuel, with food, caterers, uh, and, and businesses on shore that, uh, that, that are really impacted by this whole uh, industry as well. So. Now, you're a communication specialist. You're a crisis specialist. This BP oil spill and the aftermath in Washington is certainly a communications and crisis issue. Uh, What is your assessment of how BP has handled the last few days, like the driveway of the White House, a couple of misquotes, but overall, how is BP handling themselves? I've actually been asked that a few times uh, along the entire 57 days that we've been at this. And, you know, it's very easy to Monday morning quarterback what BP is saying, what they should have said, and what they should have done better. Obviously, as you know, yesterday we had a little uh, word mix-up with uh, the chairman of BP when he was on the driveway. Obviously, you know, at the White House. At the White House. Obviously, English is not his uh, first language, so you know we'll give him a little bit of slack for that. But the reality. What did he say, just so people know? Well, he, he said that he was for the small people, uh, and right. so you know, I mean, again, uh, it's probably just a mix-up of words and context. But um, honestly. It, they, they've got to do one important thing to, to get this thing moving forward, uh, and that is stop the leak. You will never be able to start resolving issues and moving forward and moving on until they address that initial problem of the leak, which has been there for 57 days and continues to this day. Now, they've done some uh, repair, reparations along the way with the top kill and with capturing more of the oil and now with a, a fund that they've established. Those are small steps that start you down the road toward recovering uh, from, from a big crisis like this. But the reality is that this crisis is going to continue until they put a plug in that leak and really turn the corner on starting to address what they do next. Now, in this hearing just a few minutes ago, Congressman Joe Barton, who is the senior Republican on the Energy and Commerce Committee, 
called the $20 billion compensation fund that you just mentioned. He referred to it as a shakedown on the part of the Obama administration. Uh, I want to ask you what you make of that strategy from Mr. Barton to say that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not going to comment on the chairman or the ranking member's thoughts on both sides. The reality here, though, is the president is doing what he thinks is the right thing. Um, BP is doing what they think is the right thing. Members are going to have opinions about these things all the time. Uh, and politics is going to play in some of this. We're, we're five months from an election, so certainly politics is, is going to play in this uh, that's, from that's both sides. Definitely fair enough. I think a lot of people around the press table were sort of whispering when it was time for Tony Hayward to make his statement, said if he's smart, he'll distance himself from that. If he's smart, he'll say we don't view it as a shakedown. We view it as meeting our responsibilities. He, he might have taken that opportunity. Perhaps, but again, uh, you know, this is a very difficult position that he's been placed in to be here and answer questions. I'm sure he's quite scripted. I'm sure he's been through, um, you know, the, ex- the murder board exercise that we, we fully know he's been through. And, um, you know, I think he For prob- people who don't know, I'm sorry, what's a murder board well, exercise? Well, you know, just like a, a practice round where you... Uh, you're asked tough questions and you try to respond to them and, and deliver answers that that uh, that will be satisfying to to a questioner who's asking tough questions. It's like something they might do for right. a Supreme Court nominee. Or, or, or yes, or any nominee, or even uh, a trial if you have a witness or a key witness. And you always go through that practice that they do, and it's just referred to as a, a murder board exercise. But I'm sure he's been through that, and I'm sure part of the practice sessions that he did, and then as a communications expert, I often uh, advise folks is, you know, as much as you might want to drift off that script, uh, sometimes it's best to stay in the place where you've practiced and you've been comfortable and, uh, and you, know, uh, you know where you're, you're comfortable with your answers. So perhaps maybe that's what he felt instead of drifting off script and freelancing it a little bit, but just staying where they knew that they wanted to be and with messages and, and being comfortable. To whatever specificity, Frank Mazzano, you're comfortable with, what is your communications advice, your interaction with your clients, your drilling clients, your oil company or energy company clients been like the last couple of weeks advising them on how to represent themselves or approach the public when there's a lot of questions about drilling, about pollution, yeah. about big oil? What, what's, what, well, what is your I, advice I been like? You, I will tell you firsthand, um, we're trying to tell our story. Um, we have shallow water drillers. There's a big difference between shallow water and deep water. Um, Except the Ixtox bill was shallow water. Our BOPs are above uh, the water on the rigs. A lot of times, much easily, much more easily inspected. Um, You know, you're dealing with places where you can put a diver. Um, And in the Ixtox incident, which you mentioned, though, the 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 rig was not one of the better rigs. It actually fell right on top of the well, which handicapped the ability to. To, to, to stop what was going on. Although, you know, today, nowadays, maybe we would have been able to do a better job of picking that rig up and, and, and doing that. I, you know, again, I don't know. But the reality is, in many instances, um, you need to get out and tell your story to make sure that you don't get caught up by a lot of uh, the negative connotations that are left when people aren't answering questions or when the media is being aggressive and pursuing things that aren't getting. So my advice to a lot of people generally on these type of situations is, is to make sure that you, you can tell your story and make sure that uh, you, know, you, you continue to use, uh, use facts and, and as well uh, you know, make the argument a broader argument a lot of times. There are many economic consequences to uh, things uh, that, that the Gulf is experiencing firsthand right now. And that is 
you know, one of the things that, one of the things where you have people who can work on shallow water rigs are now being handicapped because uh, they're caught up first in the moratorium and now in the extended permit delays that uh, that MMS and uh, the Department of Interior is imposing. So, you know, you've got a, a workforce that's ready to go that uh, is now being sidelined. Um, and America's uh, worried about jobs, and, for instance. A- absolutely. Right. And, and, you know, and, and the Gulf is worried about economic right. opportunities and, and, and the loss of the tourism dollars. Well, you know, one of the ways that you, you help offset that is, you know, is, is by getting these industries going again. So, so from your perspective as a communication specialist, you probably like to see stories on cable, like to see stories focusing on shrimpers who can't shrimp and fishermen who can't fish, uh, or uh, more importantly, people who work on rigs, who work in the industry, who can't work because they need to get back to work. That's well, positive for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's, let's be clear. This is a big story. This is a big accident. This is a major economic impact. This is a major environmental impact. This story is going to be with us a long time. Um, it's important to make sure that the media and other folks and members of Congress and, and others hear uh, all of the impacts and how they're affecting every 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 impact of uh, every part of the supply chain, every part of the economy, every part of of the re- of the regions that it impacts. So, yeah, the more that you can broaden the story outside of just a laser focus on BP and what they did or what they didn't do. Or just on pelicans. Or, or, or yeah, with pictures on pelicans in the water. Um, it doesn't do justice to the larger story and the larger real impacts that people are feeling. And that's where um, a lot of people and a lot of residents, and no matter what side you're on in a lot of these debates, can play a role. Frank Mizano, communications specialist with Bracewell Giuliani. We're outside the Energy and Commerce hearing where Tony Hayward is testifying right now. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Todd. Thanks.